Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Dirty dog and doggistas, welcome to another episode of the new school of success. Whenever that bell rings, I feel it in my plums. I can just tell it's going to be a powerful episode. And today is no different. Wow, we, Nick and I have the top three lessons from 2019 that you can apply to today and obviously moving forward into 2020 to make it the best year of your life. That's a guarantee. Take it to the bank. You heard it here. But first and foremost, Nick and I, we love hearing from you guys. We love when you leave us reviews, only the good ones, the bad ones. We pay someone at iTunes a lot of money to delete them. Don't tell anyone that. But Nick, let's highlight a review from an amazing listener. And if you want your review highlighted, my good friends, you gotta leave us one and then we'll give you a fun shout out at the beginning of an episode and then you'll be instant. Nick, who we got and what they say. Okay, welcome to InstaFame, a one Keegan Ash. Mr. Who, Keegs. Uh, Keegs has spent uh, some time under both of our wings uh, as, oh, yeah. as his coach. So Keegan says the following, and obviously he's not biased at all because if he's, worked with, <laughs> if he's worked with both of us, I'm sure he has a lot of wonderful things to say aside from what we would expect. It says, implement and use. I've spent thousands to be coached by both of these amazing coaches. This podcast is exactly what I needed. Consuming a bunch of self-help books and podcasts often leave you feeling overwhelmed, but these two provide actionable principles with the reassurance that you're on the right path. Plenty of office references <laughs> a must for any podcast. And I'm glad that you spoke to the power of the podcast, but also the silliness. We appreciate you, Keegan Ash. Thank you. Keegan Ash, you rule, man. You rule. And thank you for advising my finances. Uh, he's a financial advisor, everybody. Yes. So, same, same. Find him on the internet. Find him on the internet. He's a good, he's a wizard. He's a wizard at making your money, make a money. So mm. anyway, back to what we're talking about today. So Nick, I will go on the record and say that 2019 was one of the most expansive years of my life, personally, mentally, spiritually, financially. And, you know, remember that powerlifting mean I did? You know, physically. So yeah. I'm flexing. No one can see that. But, Correct. but it's an audio program. <laughs> sorry. Uh, one day we'll have our own nifty show where people can see it. Yes. But I have one of those faces for radio. Uh, <laughs> any, any hoot. So... And I'm, you know, Nick, 2019 is, is when you and I really started to, guys, this podcast came about because Nick and I would basically have grown up book club where every, every month or so we'd call and, and we'd be like, dude, this is happening and this is amazing and this is happening and this is amazing. And then one day Nick's like, we should probably record this so other people can get in on this stuff. And we're like, yeah, awesome. And that really, that really started running in 2019. So Nick and I's relationship went from, there comes a couple guys frolicking about being friends, but you know never getting too close and then boom 2019 we're like f this you're in my tribe i'm in your tribe mm, tribesters you vibe on my level i vibe on your level let's make something amazing so i really just think 2019 for me just expansive is the word just fucking expansive pardon my friend anyway nick and i think you'll agree that this year was big for you it was a big year. Yes, it definitely was a lot of growth, a lot of expansion. Expansive mm -hmm. is a fun word. It also, when I, say, when I say expansive, I also feel like I'm a Southerner saying expensive. <laughs> it's expansive. Expansive. Um, yes, it was a very big year. 2018 was a big year. I became a dad and all the other things uh, as well. But 2019, um, I like to follow the theme of... The theme of... Um, the, theme of. The, the, the theme. I forgot the T. Uh, <laughs> The better it gets, the better it gets. So 2018 yeah. was amazing. 2019 also uh, had its highs Nick, as well. correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I have to interrupt you. That's my thing. Yes, but that I is would say thing. that starting a podcast with me, I bet, is, is that more of a momentous milestone than being a dad? I mean, it's... <laughs> it is your wife going to come here and punch me in my face? She's like, you know what? We should move to Austin just so I can physically fight you. <laughs> just like, so I can elbow drop him through a wooden table, Dudley Brothers style. But, but yeah, I, it's been cool to watch you wield it and deal it. You can tell your grasp of your craft and your certainty of your message has just gone through the roof. And it's been amazing to watch as a colleague of yours hmm. and a friend 
and a co-host. So. so I think that this episode is just going to be packed with so much value that like, okay, Nick and I are going to talk about six things, three each. If you just take one of them and run with them, your life will change. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, take that to the bank. Cause when you expand your consciousness, you expand your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors, the it's cause and effect. The only logical outcome is an expansion in your life. And like I said, it could be a personal expansion, spiritual, mental, financial, professional, physical. But when you create expansion on the inside, it can't stay there. It has to work its way out into the areas of your life. So we are pumped to share with you our top three lessons from 2019. Now, I don't know Nick's and he doesn't know mine. So there may be some overlap. And if there is, well, damn, that's two smart guys with great mustache facial hair things. If we both agree on something, you best write it down. Mm, yes, yes, indeed. It's fancy. Yes. <laughs> all, the, all that cheer wine. That's what they love in the South, cheer wine. Kinda, cheer, cheer it's wine. Like a, kind of like a red pop, kind of like a, kind of like a, like a red RC cola. I don't know. If you're from the South, let us know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, Nick, I just want to jump right in. Yes, go ahead. Let's stop. You want me to start or you want to start? Rock, paper, scissors? Mm. Again, it's an audio program, but we can see each other. Let's do it. All right, we go on shoot. Winner goes first. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. It was a tie. We both did scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Nick won. He scissored me. <laughs> All right. This a, is getting dirty. Was, sorry. Okay, okay. Nick, hit us with number uno. Okay, number uno for me. Um, and it was something that I, I definitely conceptually understood. It, it's even a... Julian's picture just changed on me. For those of us that are listening, you have no idea what I'm looking at now. But anyway, um, it was something I understood conceptually for sure. Uh, even in, in my practice as a, a men's life coach, my angle in terms of how I, I go about the work that I do with the men that I coach is, is very much based in the emotional realm and, and understanding how your emotions work, how to process them, how to powerfully use them to create your own expansion in life. Um, but the first big takeaway, the, the first lesson that I came up with as I was writing them down was that uh, our feelings, especially as men and, and ladies too as well, but um, men don't understand this in a big way. So uh, the first lesson was feelings are meant to be felt, processed, and honored no matter what they are. Um, the experience that I'm, I'm kind of referring to in, in terms of how I dove into this and actually went through it myself was we lost our dog in um, uh, very late September, September 30th. Um, Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And she was like our little girl before we had our human little girl. Like she was the kind of the practice round of being parents before we were actually parents of a human. And I only spent five years with her because my wife had her before I met her. Um, but, you know, she was like my little morning buddy. I was getting up at like 4.35 a.m. to meditate and work out. And she was always the uh, up with me going out to, to go to the bathroom. I was feeder and she became like my morning buddy, the person, not the person, but the dog that would greet me at the end of the day. And her loss was rough. Um, and you know, it, it was a, a good week, a couple weeks where I sat with grief and I processed it and I honored it and was, was not trying to escape it, but just knowing that the reason that the grief was there was because the love was so big. And now we just had the absence of the physical structure of that love. So it was kind of dealing with that and understanding what that meant moving forward. And, you know, if I had not sat with it, and this goes for my wife as well, if we had just tried to get away from it and find something that felt better, because so many of us find ourselves trying to find what feels better rather than just acknowledging our grief or our frustration or our anger and trying to get curious about why it's there. Um, if we hadn't sat with it, I think it would be much harder moving forward and finding space from that and, and kind of finding peace after the loss of, of little Maggie. Um, and yeah, we, we still miss her dearly. And I have a tattoo on my arm now uh, of her little face. And so she'll always be with me and I'm grateful for that. But it was kind of a, a real time experience that allowed me to coach myself through things that I've, I've coached others through, which is, you know, whatever you're feeling, it's there for a reason. Let's get curious about it instead of trying to fight it and run away from it um, yeah. and just escape it. And, you know, we sat with grief for a couple of weeks. Um, I think I probably moved through it a little bit faster than my wife because she had had uh, Maggie for longer than I had. But, um, you know, there's still moments where it, it sucks. Um, you know, every night we still go and, and say goodnight to her and 
that that is part of our, our kind of night night ritual and um yeah though we still miss her and and love her dearly but the the feeling that popped up for us was grief and frustration and like why is she not here anymore what does that even mean and had we not processed it like i said i think moving forward even into the future into 2020 i think we would have a lot harder time um finding peace with her loss but also like what does it mean that she's gone and and what do we do here uh, moving forward as um as these people that had a dog in their life every single moment of the day for five to, to nine years depending on who you're looking at me or my wife so that was the biggest thing uh that came to mind in terms of writing our top three down is sit with the feeling acknowledge the feeling stop trying to escape the feeling um and like i said i coach men exclusively and it's something that so many of them struggle with myself included and this kind of gave me a you know a very real um experience that allowed me to sit with it and actually practice things that i i preach and talk about quite a bit so that was my biggest takeaway from the year my friend yeah man that's huge that is huge and i you know my dog is my morning buddy as well. And it's ever since everything happened with Maggie, it's actually been, you know, really powerful for me to like really soak up the moments with my pooch because I mean, it's just pure. They're just, they're always in the present moment, right? Like, so a dog, like literally every time they see you is they're seeing the best version of you because they don't bring a bunch of preconceived notions and memory. Like they're just right. amazing. And so, yeah, man, um, that's gotta be really, really tough. And you know, but I'm glad you did it the right way. And that, and that brings me to my first big takeaway from 2019, which is, you know, all of the pain that the ego creates, because here's the thing, suffering, suffering is from the ego, pain and discomfort isn't. So when Maggie passed, grief is a beautiful process. If there wasn't grief, it would just, it would be very weird. Be like, well, dead, gotta go, see ya. Like, it just wouldn't pay tribute to the role that that, that person or animal or thing had in our life. So pain in, in those feelings, yeah, they're, they're there on purpose. They're, they're meant to be felt. They're not weakness. They're not anything. But a lot of the suffering we experience is because our ego, and Nick and I have been talking about the ego a lot because it's, it is the thing standing between us and our greatest good. It is the thing standing between us and expansion and fulfillment and power and prosperity. Like it's the ego and all of the limitations it brings with us. And so, you know, the, what I've learned is that, and it doesn't matter, you know, who you are and, and how far along you are on your, your journey of self-mastery and development, you know, doesn't matter how much money you make. It just, we all have it. We all have this version of ourselves that we've been trained to think is us. Hmm. This identity that is our ego, right? And it's, and it's an accumulation, right? Our ego is, it's here to help us survive. So our, it's, our ego is always in competition. It ha- it, it's, it's, there's winners and losers. And if you're not winning you're actively losing therefore you're less worthy so you better go overcompensate right like your ego defines you by what you have and what you don't have what others have and what others don't have what you've done and what you haven't done your it's your accumulation of stuff and status and it's not you who you are like that's the big lie your your ego isn't who you are but your ego creates a script of how things should be and whenever the word should comes into play we're already down a twisty path of ass town it's not good Astown is a bad place. <laughs> Astown is a bad place. They're 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 fixing it up. It's going to be great, but it's somewhere you don't want to be. Um, sorry. Goodness. Some some people would really love Astown. I understand. <laughs> Poopville. It's Poopville. Okay. Okay. That's better. Um, yeah, it's a suburb of Astown. So, <laughs> but anyway, so your ego has this script of how things should be, right? Um, how you know how much you should be making or the things that you should be entitled to or the, the way others should act or the, the circumstances that should be. And so when our ego creates this script and we believe it and then life unfolds in a different way, the more that we try to cling back to the script created by the ego and resist what is, that creates suffering, right? So Nick, for example, when Maggie passed, grief is beautiful right? And those painful emotions of missing them and honoring them, that is good. Mm. But that pain, and this is something I experienced when my, you know, my mom passed, right? Like the grief and that pain and that discomfort, good, part of the process. But a lot of suffering came into play when I was like, why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to my mom? Why did this happen to my family? Why do other kids get their mom? They don't appreciate their mom. Why do they get their mom? They're Mm -hmm. bad people. My mom was a good person, right? Like, right. 
I start to think about how it should be, what I should be entitled to, why it happened to me, right? And make it about me. That created a lot of suffering, right? That put me in a pit of clinical depression. But that was just the script created by my ego. And the more I've been able to separate myself from ego and connect with who I really am so that I can observe the ego and see it without becoming it, I can see so many things that I used to see happening at me and to me and and really just see them as either happening for me or just plain up happening, just being, just life unfolding. It's neither good nor bad. And so looking back, I can see that, you know, there's certain things about my mom passing that I'll never get an answer about. Like there is no why, like, you know, like, but I can see that it unfolded for me. I can see that losing her woke me up to a lot of pieces of myself and it inspired a lot of things within me. And, and, it, and, it, and it helped me detach from the stereotypical version of life that, of this path that I was going down and, and really you know, lit this fire into my ass to, to pursue my calling. And I can you know, sit here and tell you that if that had never happened, I wouldn't be here with you having this conversation. I, I'd be a totally different guy. And so I can see this unfolding, right? But a lot of the suffering that we experience is because our ego has a script of how life should be. And then life and life unfolds for us. Life unfolds so that we can expand into our greatest self. And so when life is happening, but we are resisting what is, and we're resisting the path because it it looks different than the script our ego has. That's when we experience frustration. That's when we experience inadequacy. That's when we experience uh, this feeling of scarcity and lack because we compare ourselves to where others are. And then we go, well, Hey, if they're there, I should be here. None of that is true. That is a, that is a, it's, it's a conditioned identity. You didn't even pick it. It's not yours. It was, it was ingrained in you and you absorbed it at an age when you didn't even consent to it. So we really got to understand what is us, what is ego. And this is like, man, this is, this is my theme. Like I've been, I went to a Sistema class last night, which is, it's a Russian martial art and it is the most counterintuitive version of self-defense and it is all about dissolving the ego it like it's i'm only gone a couple times so i i wouldn't even do it justice explaining it to you but it's something i'll share with you in further episodes but like literally just i made it an, an intention to really identify and dissolve my ego more and just these people are showing up these books are showing up this ayahuasca opportunity showed up um yeah. coaches are showing up mentors are showing up to really help me see what is me and what is ego and it's just magnificent and I can't wait to see it more and more. So my first big takeaway of 2019 is that your ego has a script. It's not true. It's not right. But a lot of the suffering we experience is when life unfolds on our behalf, yet we try to cling to the script and what it should be. And that's what creates a lot of frustration in our life. So mm-hmm. it's not that you have problems. It's that life is unfolding and your ego is convincing you that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. That was a yeah, big elbow drop in the sternum of boom. Mm-hmm. Ego. That's right. Was there so out of curiosity, just a pure mm-hmm. fan of this, uh, pure fan of your first, uh, your first takeaway? Was there a moment or, or an instance throughout the year that you, like, had this awareness, like, oh shit, that's the ego telling me that? Oh, well, like, you want to hear? You want to hear the dirty, dirty? I'll well, tell do, you. The dirty, do you remember dirty. like one significant one, or was there? A oh yeah, of them or what? Yeah. So one big aha moment, if you will, was you know so. Um, in order to master my craft and perfect my abilities as a coach, I'm getting certified in conscious neuroplastic mediation, which is a very cool coaching framework that allows you to create substantial change at a subconscious level. Very, very mm-hmm. cool. Um, and I'm loving adding this to my coaching repertoire. But the guy coaching me, had to, he, he, he's like, hey, man, we got to slow down. And I'm like, why, why, why? I want to learn this. I want to learn this. He's like, why? I was like, so I, so I can serve my clients at a high level. He goes, you're lying. I go, what do you mean? I'm super selfless and I'm, I'm nice and I'm helping people. He goes, I'm a nice guy. He goes, you want to learn this so that you can help people so that you can validate your ego as a coach by creating results for others. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to help people. I'm super selfless. He goes, no, the work you're doing, even though it's helping them, is to serve your ego's identity as a good coach. And I was like, and, and, and I was like, whoa, that is true. Yeah. That is true. I was attaching to whether or not my clients liked me. I was attaching to whether or not they, they liked me. When in reality, it's not, it's not my responsibility to have my clients like me. It's my responsibility to tell them the truth mm-hmm. so that they can powerfully move forward, right? And so literally, I was like, shit, like, yeah, a lot of what I do as a coach, a lot of what I do as a content creator, as a speaker 
was to get people to like me. And just like if you had a friend, right? If you had a friend that was just kept complaining about the same thing over and over again, and you're like, hey, buddy, yeah, your boss sucks. What a jerk. Let's go grab a drink. You're just enabling them so that they, you know, you don't ruffle any feathers. So they right. continue to like you. Correct. But actually, if you gave a shit about that person, if you love that person, you would say, you know what? You're in control. You're creating the circumstance. I want to see you, I want to see you do something about this pattern because complaining about it's not going to do that, right? right? And that may cause a little hooky-pooky, right, in the <laughs> middle there, right? It may cause a little stanky-stank. But that's what's best for that person you care about, right? And so that was, that was a big aha moment of, shit, like, I'm not as selfless as I thought I was. But now that I'm aware of it, I can start to look at the ways ego is infiltrating my business and my coaching practice. Sure. And the more that I remove myself from it, or the more that I remove ego from it, the more expansive of a coach I become. And that's okay. very, very cool. Because you're not as attached to how they feel about you, what their results yeah. are, all of that stuff. Like yeah. you're just there to... Well, I mean, I understand that telling them the truth is the only thing that will get them the results they deserve. Anything right. else would be watering it down or enabling a pattern that isn't serving them, right? So right. yeah, it has nothing to do with it. It's about the truth and delivering it to them in a powerful yet compassionate way. And so it's just totally changed my dynamic as a group coach, as a one-on-one coach. Uh, it's just insane, man. So that, that was one of those aha moments of like, Man, I thought I had a hold on my ego, but it is, it, you got to be on sneaky the Sneaky fella. Sneaky you got to be on the looky, looky, outie, outie. The looky, looky, outie, outie. Yeah. So, Nikki, 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 what's number two for you, my hombre? Number two for me is, um, it, so this year, yeah, uh, it's funny that you asked me, like, if 2019 has been a, a big year for me. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of cool. It was, it, you know, we move forward from 2018, I will always remember 2018 as a big year for me, because that's when I became a dad. But for my number two is actually about how crazy um, expansive uh, 2019 was because so I published my own book. Ooh. I, um, while publishing my own book and finishing my book, I was ghostwriting another person's book. Ooh. I you and I started this podcast. Um, in my teaching profession, I got tenure, which is a pretty Ooh. sweet Thing so now you, now you can show up to school with no pants on and they can't Correct. find you. You got <laughs> oh, it. That's um, dangerous. That is dangerous. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm still you know, trying to do my best and, and trying is, is not the right word because I am doing my best as husband, father, and all the other roles that I play. Ooh, ooh. The, the second takeaway for me is just like us as humans, we are just so, more, so much more capable of doing things, creating things than we could ever think in our rational mind, like our rational mind, there's no way that I could have give me, you know, two, three years ago, if somebody would have sat me down and said, you're going to write your own book while you're writing your own book, you are going to um, ghostwrite somebody else's book, then you're going to start a podcast. And you're still going to be showing up powerfully as a husband and father, and you're going to grow your coaching business, like all of these things, just to my rational mind, even two years ago would have just blew it, it would just went all over the wall. My, my mind would have gone nuts. Um, it's just been very, very cool to tangibly see that we are so much more capable of things um, than we could ever imagine. And that only, we only get the tangible effect. We only get the tangible result of that expansion when we continue to expand our inner world. When we continue to dig into that emotional part that I was talking about in the first thing. With your first thing, you know, dissolving the ego and detaching ourselves from the ego. The more that we go in and find those things that we need to work on and continue to courageously show up and, and work through them and process them, that's how the tangible stuff on the outside can start to reflect and show you that you are so much more capable than you thought. Mm -hmm. um, so in 2019, all of these crazy cool things have shown up in my life. Um, this podcast being one of them and it's yeah it's just evidence that like the limits are the ones that we create and yeah. they get smashed every time we they get smashed not when we go out and we hustle and we grind and we continue to put in more hours like that is that's why we have this new school of success podcast because like that is that's old that's outdated that way of uh, that way of forcing it because all of the stuff that i just listed off if if you looked at my life and just spent a day with me, I, 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 it doesn't seem like I'm doing all of these things. 
I want to spend a day with you, man. I would. Julian and I have never met in person. We've just been like these avatars across the screen, and I would love yeah. that too. What if we're catfishing each other, and mm. we're just both weird, fat losers in our basement? Yes. And and this is just a bodysuit. That is a very strange term. Sorry, sorry. Back to your lesson. Great lesson. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, I I know from the other side of these tangible things that that expansion, the capacity has grown because of um, digging into my patterns, digging into my beliefs, digging into my thoughts, and really just shoveling out all the shit that uh, that didn't need to be any be there yeah. anymore. Just kind of carving out who I actually am, who I truly am. Um, and, and doing so from a place of boundaries and priorities, like at the end of the day, my number one priority is being a husband and father in a powerful way that my wife is seen, that my wife feels safe and secure and my daughter feels loved and all of these things. Um, I get to do that every single day and do all the other cool stuff, um, that has shown up in my life, uh, as a, as a coach, as a writer, as a podcaster, as all of this cool stuff. And it's purely a result of keep continuing to dig in to the the stuff that and shovel and shoveling uh, all the stuff that was uh, like you were saying stuff that's not me stuff that the ego said like i have to keep holding this up i have to keep doing this and that like all of the stuff that's been removed and and excavated from my life um has made way for all of these cool things that have happened in 2019 and 2020 i hope to be even more expansive um (laughs) because uh, yeah, I just continue. I know that I'm going to continue to dig into what's going on inside of me. So mm-hmm. I know that on the outside, I'm going to only see more tangible, cool stuff happen from that. So us as humans, myself included, Julian included, we are crazy, crazy capable of some awesome things. Yeah. Um, so to you listener, you may not have uh, all of those cool things happening in 2019 or have had them, but 2020 can look just like that. Cause at the end of 2018, I didn't know I was going to have a podcast. I didn't know how the book was going to get published. I didn't know I was going to be ghostwriting a book or doing any of that stuff. Like it's just a matter of continuing to dig into what is you, what is not you finding what really makes your heart beat and, and staying the course on that. And uh, you'll find out that you can find time for pretty much anything and create some pretty cool stuff along the way. So yeah, we're capable of a lot of stuff. And that's my lesson. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, man. That's huge. Very, very huge. We tend to underestimate ourselves because a lot of times we use the past as a predictor of the future. And it's like, well, mm. you dingus, <laughs> that just traps all your potential. The past is the past, right? It has nothing to do with the pure potential that is the future. So that's a big one, Nicholas. Big one. And, and one thing you talked about, right? A lot of what you're talking about, there's a lot of flow in your day, right? And we were saying like this outdated model of forcing it, grinding it, white knuckling it uh, in order to manufacture a little bit of change in our life. It's just so outdated and it's just wrong. It's not sustainable and it's wrong. It's like trying to sprint a marathon. It's not going to work. And so this, my second biggest lesson from 2019 is, is really understanding this difference between flow and force. Hmm. Anywhere, any, take inventory of your life. Anywhere that there is force, you're out of alignment. Anywhere there's flow, ding, 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 you're in alignment. And so, you know, for me, like, it's just such a clear, it's just a clear giveaway. Like, if you take, and Nick, I'm sure you can relate to this, right? Like, take creating content, for instance, right? Like, there was a time in my life where I just, it was, I was experiencing a tremendous amount of force. It felt forced, right? It felt like I had to um, either put on a mask and be something that I fully wasn't or talk about something that wasn't fully in my wheelhouse uh, simply because that's what I thought it required to be validated and successful, right? But there was a sense of force. And so it doesn't matter if it's with a client or with a component of your business or if it's with a relationship you have in your life. If there's someone that when you talk to them, you feel like you have to force a certain bravado or you have to force a certain um, energy or you have to force something, meaning it's not naturally there. It's manufactured. It's not organic. Where there is force in your life, it's not for you. And so for the longest time, think about it like when I was working as a personal trainer and doing certain things there, you know, I could help people to some extent, but I couldn't really create lasting behavioral change at a subconscious level just from personal training alone. And so like, I just felt like I had to force so much conversation and force so much, you know, 
it just wasn't, I could tell at the end of the day, I was so freaking exhausted, but not that good kind where you feel like you've been using aligned purposeful energy, just like I am so drained. And so if you're drained every single day, there's probably some part you're forcing. And here's the thing. A lot of people may know this already, but they're like, well, I have to, that's the way to do it. Right. We have to force it. We have to work a job we don't like, or we have to, you know, we have to just deal with negative people because, you know, we grew up with them or there are family members or whatever. Like we have to, you have to force it. No, you don't. That's your ego saying you have to force it in order to be a good boy or good girl or in order to get validation or whatever. Like, yeah, you got to force it. You got to be something you're not. And also just understand, like, if you're forcing it, to some extent, you're lying. Right? If you're forcing it in some way, shape, or form, you're presenting yourself in a way that doesn't match your internal truth. That's lying. And uh, Columbia just released a pretty awesome study about the psychological, physiological, and neurological effects of lying and repressing mm-hmm. and pretending to be something you're not. It's pretty cool. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, it kills you. It literally prematurely ages your, your, your joints, your skin cells, your brain cells. Um, cortisol levels chronically rise, which brings about a higher risk of anxiety and depression. Um, it literally lowers your IQ, your cognitive power and functioning goes down. So you become dumber. Uh, and I, you know, spiritually it's just bad. Mm. You want to put on this positive things coming out of, (laughs) out of the repression. It seems like it's a good idea. Yeah. Lying is the new meditating of 2020. Give it a world. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lie. I spend 20 minutes lying every morning. It's great. (laughs) sit down to my wife and I just lie to her face. Um, But yeah, so this idea of flow versus force. And remember, we're all aware of what feels forceful and what feels flowy. And the reason why we endure the force is because at some level, we're believing a lie that we have to. We don't. And so, you know, in 2019, I've been able to really take inventory where my life is there force, right? Where in my business am I forcing something? Where in my, in my gym routine am I forcing something? Where in my morning routine am I forcing something? Where with my wife am I forcing something? And when, when you're able to replace it, and you don't have to replace it with this magical flow. It could just be not force. Replace it with anything that is not force or just cut it out of your life altogether. But like, again, we use the word expansion. There's a direct, I guess there's an inverse correlation with force and expansion. The less force you have in your life, the more you'll expand. And that's a darn tootin' rootin' jootin' guarantee. That's a formula, formula from Mr. Julian H. Rosen. He'll patent it, he'll release it to Columbia, and then they'll publish it somewhere or something. Yeah. And I'll talk about his own study on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that would be real sweet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's my second one, man. Flow versus force and the importance that it is. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that you said that like you have taken inventory of, mm-hmm. of you know, some of those things. And I think we've talked about this book on the podcast before, but Kyle sees the illusion of money. Oh, uh, that book is almost as good as, uh, man, there's this book, Moving Past Mediocre, that is mm. just edges it out, just strictly based on the dashing handsomeness of the author. Kyle sees is kind of a blub. But uh, yeah, go on. What, what, tell me more about this book. I appreciate the shout out to Moving Past Mediocre. Oh, that was your book. Oh, gosh, oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, holy guacamole. Holy guacamole. <laughs> um, but yes, in Kyle Cease's book, he has several exercises that kind of put some like tangible numbers on things that feel like force and feel like flow. So mm-hmm. I encourage anybody that's listening to this, they're like, I, okay, these guys are talking about force and flow. Um, I'm not quite sure how that would even look, how I would do inventory. Um, Kyle Cease in, in that book, one, it's a great read and yeah, audio awesome. book but also the exercises that he kind of throws in there about kind of uh, looking at your life and putting like a one through 10 on how you feel while you're doing it. Yeah. That's how you know where the force and the flow is. If you're up towards a nine or a 10 on how you feel, that's flow. If you're down at a two or a three, that's force. So like if you can see tangibly with numbers, what looks like flow and what looks like force, you can start to shift the ratio towards flow. And it's not like you have to do this, um, this huge mission of cutting out everything that you don't have to force force out. It's more of a, it's more of a letting go and a surrendering. It's not this, all right, I see where I'm using force. Now I'm going to really force this force out of the force. It's like that. That's don't do that. Yeah. Come on people. Right. Lisa listener. We haven't called out directly in a while. You'll bet on the that. Arnold says you'll bet. The Grinch doesn't think you're better than that. Actually. (laughs) I'm kind of a grump. (laughs) <laughs> if you haven't watched our Christmas episode yet, those means listen. make sense. Um, all right, Nicholas, hit us with your big numero 
three, the big home hitter. I hope you saved the best for last. If you didn't, you're a horrible podcast. <laughs> All right. Wow, that's a lot of, lot of pressure. That was ego, sorry. Yes, yes, it was. Um, so my third one was, um, I think I've, I've realized this probably within the last few months, and it sounds, I don't know if you can hear it, but it sounds like my wife and daughter are just... <laughs> Just crashing things upstairs. Um, but anyway. Girls night in. Girls night in, yes. They, uh, is it, so my, my third one is, from the perspective of me as a coach, and this can go for anybody else that is leading someone, influencing someone. So if you're a parent, if you're a partner, you don't have to be a life coach for this to apply to you. But I think for a very long time as a coach, um, and also you know, part of my profession as being a teacher as well, was I thought that I just had to have the information and teach the person how to get through whatever they're trying to get through. So with um, like life coaching, it was like, okay, so these are your beliefs, this is what you need to do, like giving them the, the tangible steps of what they need to kind of work through. And the last six months or so, I've really started to realize that my mission as a coach is not to teach them as much as it is to model what expansion looks like. Because if all I have is this information and facts like that, it doesn't apply to every situation and it, it, it's too generic. But if they can see in the person that is trying to assist them, um, someone that's continually digging into their fears, digging into their beliefs, digging into their thoughts and changing and evolving in front of them, that gives them, the person in front of me, the permission to do the same. So again, like it doesn't matter who you're leading, if you're a life coach or if you are an influencer on Instagram or if you are a parent, like, and I, you know, being a, a dad, this has been huge for uh, myself and, and, you know, my wife's not a dad, she's a mom, but <laughs> as parents, noted, we, noted, noted, <laughs> Julian's physically taking notes over there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Wife, woman, got it. Great. And, uh, just knowing that as, as her dad, like she is going to because she's in that phase of language where she doesn't like consciously communicate, but she models, she sees what we're doing. She hears what we're saying. She gets the expressions, even the, of the face and of the voice. And, and she just copies. And that is, is kind of the same thing as what I, in, you know, life coaching there, she, she sees the model and then she follows suit. And that goes with any position I hold that when I'm leading someone, it doesn't matter what I have to say as much as it, it matters who I'm being and who I'm showing up as and who I am modeling in the process. Because the more I continue to dig into myself and show up and kind of offer things that I've learned for myself, or even like in, in coaching some of the guys that I do, you know, I'll find myself kind of telling them something to do. I'm like, oh, that, that's something that I kind of could, could dig deeper on as well. Um, and just, it's kind of, I'm coaching myself while coaching others because it's always about expanding myself. Like that's become priority number one. It's not about the routines that I offer up. It's not about some of the tangible actions I ask them to do. It is about me spending time with myself so that I can show up and, and be as powerful as I can be um, and just kind of reflect that back to them. Um, so that's been my third thing is just that's the mission now. It's not about the information that I hold in my head. It's not about all the books that I've read about how to be a better human. It's about how have I applied that to myself, implemented it for myself and learned it through experience so that I can teach it at a deep level and show them at a deep level. Um, because before, you know, frankly, a couple of my first clients, I was probably teaching and, and trying to lead them from a surface level understanding of what I thought was true. And everything that I communicate and bring to them now is learned through experience. So it's, there's depth there, there's experience there, there's me showing them through my actions, but also through my words. So that has been probably one of the, the biggest things that is, that's allowed my, um, my coaching business to expand as well, because when someone can see that energetically and physically that somebody is continuing to do the work, it's easy to bet on them because you know that they'll figure it out. They're working on it. They're figuring it out in, in yeah. the real moment. Um, like for instance, a, a client the other day, He's working through some new stuff and new things in his business, some new offerings. Um, and he was kind of just stuck on putting it out there in the world. And I was like, listen, man, you just got to put it out. You got to get the feedback. You have to just let the idea go and know that that's going to make room for more ideas. And that potentially could reflect back to you something that's positive and move your business forward. And like two days later, I launched something and I offered it to him. And he's like, you were modeling this for me. Like, like yeah, because I believe it. Like, I know that this is how it's supposed to go. I'm not just telling you this for, for, you know, the surface level conversation. 
I have to practice it in order for you to understand that there's value here. Um, so that's, that's been uh, the, the big thing for me. What uh, is the offer? What is the, the offer? offer ah, on? yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of one-on-one coaching this year, but I wanted to find a way to scale. And, and I've been reach. seeing those testimonials. They're pretty epic. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, so I have, uh, I, I put together a group. Uh, it's a membership group where um, it's going to be a, the group is called the Conscious Collective, where men will be invited into this group. Uh, it'll be a month to month group that'll run into eternity if, if right. need, need be. But uh, as evolution goes, who knows how long that, that will actually run. But um, yeah, starting December 18th, um, this group of guys is going to come together. I'm going to do two high level trainings a month. Uh, either myself or maybe I'll bring in friends like Julian and other people that I know that are really good at what they do uh, to come serve those guys. And it's the reason that this kind of came through me was um, a couple of times this year, I've been asked to kind of speak on behalf of men's mental health. And uh, I had to write, uh, not had to, I was, I was gifted the opportunity to write an article about um, how just lopsided the, the statistics are for men's mental health and depression and suicide and thing like, things like that, being a men's life coach and, and kind of offering my thoughts. And what it kind of comes down to really is that most men either don't have a, a safe space to share their dreams and their fears. Like they just kind of keep it surface level. Let's talk about mm-hmm. fantasy football. Let's talk about X, Y, and Z and just keep on moving. Um, hot sauce. Let's talk about hot sauce. Let's talk about hot sauce. <laughs> Or they just feel like talking about their emotions and their feelings is wrong because yeah. they've, been, they've been conditioned to do otherwise. So I wanted to create this group to have a powerful place for men to come together and have real conversations, um, but also through those real conversations have me uh, able to, to teach them something powerful for yeah. uh, two trainings a month. Or like I said, somebody that I know and trust like Julian uh, can come in and drop some knowledge on them as well. So yes, Conscious yeah. Collective, we start December 18th. It is $97 a month. Yeah. Um, it's month to month. You get to be a part of an amazing group of guys that are really going to come together around some powerful stuff. And really, um, especially as we begin, yeah. give you some crazy momentum for 2020 and just know that you have a pack of guys that yeah. will have your back because that's, yeah. that's kind of been what I see in the culture as something that we all lack is having a group mm. of dudes that can rally around powerful Ooh. stuff instead yeah. of just the fluff because the guys love the fluff. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say like, and for someone who's never done personal development or coaching in a group setting like that, like the amount of power and expansion and clarity you'll get just from conversing with people that are at a different level of consciousness. Cause let's be honest, we go out into our daily life and nothing against the people we interact with, but not a lot of people are on this path of expansion and self mastery. So it's very easy to let your environment because we have mirror neurons, right? Like we don't even do this consciously, but our environment wins. Right. And so to plug into a like-minded group of people, like what that will do for you and your thinking process, which will then eventually transition into your behaviors and your actions, which will then transition into your family, your health, your business, your wealth, your profession, like just watch a $97 a month investment, which is like about three bucks a day. Watch that triple your energy, watch that triple your ability, watch that have a direct impact on your earning potential. So for a lot of people that can't like, well, how does it help me? It's like, it'll elevate your consciousness and your surroundings are a result of your consciousness. So when you elevate your consciousness, the only outcome that can happen is in elevation of your circumstances. So you're not going to join that group. You're dumb, bro. You're dumb. You're dumb. Yeah. I mean, going back to my second thing, which was, you know, I had a lot of really cool, tangible things happen uh, yeah. for me in 2019. That was because I put myself in, in places, whether it be through mentorship or just doing mm-hmm. some more internal work for myself, that allowed my consciousness to rise up. It allowed yeah. my inner work to, to really expand. And that's why the tangible stuff came out on yeah. the other end of that. So, yeah, true to, to Julian's point, the conscious collective, this group that I'm putting together, it is meant to be a safe space for guys to. To, to play this game of, of inner work and really dig yeah. into some of the, the stuff that their yeah, yeah. ego has been telling them is right and wrong um, or some of the emotions that they haven't been processing because they've been told as guys we're not supposed to. Like all of this deep inner stuff that once it shifted and moved around, it, it opens things up. Um, that's, that's the purpose and, and the initiative of the Conscious Collective. So I'm super stoked about it. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you were listening to this, message me over on Instagram. We can chat. We can get you in. And um, I promise you, things will change for you if you really dive in with some intention. So yep. there's that. Very, very cool, man. Very, very cool. That's a big way to, Thank you. That's a big way to round out your top three. And so one of the things that I want to round this out with is, is the best news I've heard of my entire life. 
which is we're in total control. Mm. We're in total control. Now there's, there's, we got to unpack that a little bit, but a lot of the, you know, when I started my own business, when I, there was, when I started traveling the country with my wife, you know, for the past two and a half years, we've been moving every three to six months. We're in Austin now and we'll be here for a while, but you know, like that was a pretty big leap on our behalf. And, and, you know, especially being like, okay, cool. Like my income comes from me now. There's no external person or source handing me a check every two weeks. Like you start to feel like you're taking this big risk in that, well, I'm not in control. Like, I don't, I can't, like, I don't know if it'll work out. And what I want everybody to know is like, we are in control. Now we're not in control of, okay, this is how step A is going to go to B to C to D to D to F to G to all the way to Z. And I can do this. Like, no, 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 no. Like that would take the thrill out of life. That's like watching a movie where it's like, Hey, this is Bob. And this good thing happened to Bob. And then this good thing happened to Bob credits. You're like, that sucked. Right? Like (laughs) as humans, we're here for the thrill of it. Right. And so the unfolding, I love the word unfolding. The unfolding isn't always up to us, but we're in control of the trajectory and the quality of our life. Mm-hmm. 100%. We are cause. Yes, sir. And it doesn't matter if you come at it from a spiritual outlook or a, or a, or a epigenetic outlook, which is scientifically validated that we actually control our bodies and our DNA and, and how we heal and how we perform and how we feel. Um, yeah. Great book, The Biology of Belief. Like this is a validated medical field, epigenetics. Like we actually control our DNA. We're in control. Um, from a place of quantum, quantum physics or a lot of evidence-based psychology is starting to show this. We influence our circumstances. We influence our circumstances. So like I said, when we elevate our consciousness, we make our time and energy more powerful and more valuable. Now, when we do that, the only logical outcome is a, whatever, is a increase in what we use to symbolize value in our society, which is money, right? Like there's a direct correlation in me elevating my consciousness and my awareness and my uh, awareness of my own value and the amount of value that flows into my life in a financial form. And Nick, I know you can say the same. And yes, I have hundreds of clients that can say the exact same thing. And I know Nick has clients that can say the exact same thing. And so it's like, we're not waking up every day rolling dice being like, I hope today is good. If it's not, I guess I'll grin and I'll bear it and I'll be super reactive and defensive. And then hopefully when I wake up the next day, I'll catch a break or whatever. Like, that's just not true. That is treating the effect as the cause. Yeah, we are the source. The inner world is the source. And so when we let our circumstances hijack the source, we're letting the effect become the cause. And that is backwards. And, it's a and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm repeating this because it's, it's a very foreign concept because we've been told that it's the other way around, right? Even since we're little kids, we've been we've been conditioned to be a worker bee dependent on circumstances, right? Like, okay, you got to study so you can do really well on the spelling bee so that you get the star so that your mom puts it on the fridge. Then you're allowed to feel good once your circumstances tell you. Now you can go about living that way, but then you're just hitching your wagon to just random stuff. You're letting your internal state, which is the cause, which is the source, be influenced by the effect, which is it's done. Effect is done, right? Like, the computer that we're using here, it started at cause. It started as an idea, a spiritual prototype that was invested in with time, energy, money. It was nourished with, with, with willpower. It was nourished with creative attention. And now it is this computer. It is done. It is a thing. It is a fact, right? Mm-hmm. But it started in the world of cause, our internal world, right? That's why Nick and I talk so much about your thought process, your subconscious identity, your emotional patterns. Those are the building blocks of your entire reality. So it's like when we, and the best part is we control those. People can be nice to you. People can be mean to you. People can give you money. People can take away money, but nobody can ever jump into your brain with a little, no one can connect the dots in your brain neurologically to create feelings, emotions, thoughts, and stories. You're the only person that can control that. Whenever you find yourself going autopilot, going negative for no reason, getting, leaving the moment of now to anticipate some future, but because we don't know the future, our brain swings into the past and uses negative emotions and instances from the past to predict the future. Yeah, living in the now is amazing. Do more of that. But when we, right, yeah. when we do that, we lose control of our internal state and we're starting to let effect hijack cause. Now, the masters, the spiritual masters, the people, the mass, like everybody that we adore, as being at the pinnacle of, of their craft, whether it be a athlete or a, you know, a, a, 
a CEO creating a powerful, positive impact in the world or, or, or a spirit, like an Eckhart Tolle or whatever you say his name, like a spiritual person who is just so well versed in the delivery and belief in what they're doing. All of these people have one thing in common. They don't let their effect, they don't let circumstances that are the finished effect hijack their source, hijack their cause. You are cause. Nothing outside of you can be cause. Great book, Man's Search for Meaning. Ooh, yes. Right? This guy endures the Holocaust. At no point does he let his circumstances penetrate to the core of his essence. He never lets it get there because that's his world. Everything outside of him is an effect, no matter how drastic or gnarly it got. Yep. And then he went off and started a school of therapy called Logotherapy, which has helped millions of people overcome depression, anxiety, all this stuff by helping them live more purposeful lives where they controlled the cause. Yep. Right. And so just knowing this, that we are actually in control and remember life is unfolding for you. And like my first point, yeah, you'll experience pain. You'll, you'll have a pity party when your ego is like, Oh no, it's supposed to go this way. This is bad. Oh no. That person has more than me. Oh no. Ego, ego. Ego like, sounds like a nerd. He is a huge nerd. <laughs> in a Mazda Miata. In a little 99 Miata. Doesn't even get yeah. good gas mileage. You think it would cause it's small, but it doesn't. It doesn't lose your car. Sorry right. for our Miata owners. Um, anyway, right. But yeah, life is unfolding for you. And when you can maintain an internal state of wholeness, of compassion, of freedom, of love, right? And I'm not saying that you have to pretend every day is, is you know, it's raining diamonds and unicorn poop. You don't have to. It, I'm not saying live in fantasy land, but understand that every breath you take, 8 billion things have to go right at a cellular level. Every second, the fact that you wake up is a one in four trillion chance of you being here. Like, when you can understand that you are like just sufficiently a miracle and every breath is great and full and of itself, regardless of what you have or don't have or what your neighbor has or doesn't have, you're good. Your internal state is good. You're in control. And ironically, the more that we nurture our internal state and elevate our internal state, yeah, a lot of cool things pop up in our circumstances. A lot of cool opportunities and relationships and money, all that pops up and that's cool, but it no longer defines you and makes you more than or less than. But that's fucking mastery. And, and that's the most powerful thing I've learned this year. That's my book report. That's what I learned this summer when I went to Mount Yosemite. Wow. I don't know. I feel like, you know, I felt like I was presenting something. Sure. Uh, no, man, I like that third one. I mean, I think <clears throat> that it's a beautiful bow to put on this episode. And um, uh, yeah, we are always, always, always the cause, the conditions around us, the circumstances around us, they're there. And we are allowed to feel however we want to feel about them. And from that emotional state and from the thoughts and actions we take from that emotional state, you know, everything is created. And the more that you take the ownership, the more that you realize you are caused, the more that you look at the things you don't like and know that you had a say in how they got there in most cases, aside from, you know, everybody else is kind of also intermingling themselves in your world. So you can't mm -hmm. have control over every single thing, but you get to always get to control how you react and how you are proactively stepping into each moment. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful gift when you actually harness that and not fall into the default setting of everybody else around you that's saying, oh, the, weather's out the weather outside is frightful. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that means I need to be sad right now. I need to be depressed that I'm inside when it's snowing outside. Or, what, like, or like, you know, the, the stock market's on its way to crash. Or, oh, this thing is happening in politics. Like, you don't have to let the world determine how you feel. And the more that you understand that, the more that you get to choose more powerfully how you're feeling. And from that powerful feeling, create something really cool for yourself. Yeah. The more that you're attached to the effect and think that that gets to cause how you operate in the world, the more that you're just going to kind of keep That's spinning your wheels. backwards, you silly goose. That's so backwards. And you mentioned um, Viktor Frankl. And while you were talking, I also wanted to mention Nelson Mandela, who was in prison for <laughs> a, a long time. I don't know how long, but they imprisoned him while, uh, you know, in, in Africa because he was a black dude. And I think that one of his quotes is something along the lines of like, they, they took, they, they could never take my freedom. And you would think that in the circumstance that he was in, in a jail cell by himself for years and years and years, that by anybody else's definition, like, yes, they did take your freedom. But he always had the mental capacity that he was still free, despite not having the circumstance and condition of freedom. And he came out and he ended up being the president of, Af uh, president of I think, South Africa. I can't remember. But like, yeah, Nick. He was the president of the continent of Africa. Leave Open me a be. book, teacher boy. 
It was yes, it was South Africa, and you got jailed See, for I got that. against apartheid. You big dingus. Apartheid is the yeah, word. yeah, yeah. Yes, all you, yes. all you math teachers, you don't know nothing about no. social studies. No, we don't. No, we. Anyway, the Dementors. <laughs> that was the worst part of being in prison in South Africa. The South African Dementors. They're always floating around. <laughs> but yes, you are the cause. That is our gift to you this holiday season. Know that you are the cause. Take yeah. all of these lessons that we've chatted about and like Julian said in the beginning, take one of them. Take one. That's, if that's the one that you want to ride with, cool. If the other ones are, are more impactful and more meaningful to you, then ride with that. But for, I mean, you just, you're closing up a decade here. Mm. Put, a, put a pin on it. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Have gratitude for what's transpired so far. But know that going into 2020, you are in control, as Julian has closed out the episode with. You are in control. You get to have a say. And the more that you understand that, embrace that, and really just like, wake up knowing that that's an amazing thing. It's that, nice. It's nice. We get to wake up and control stuff. It's like, nice. But, but have, we don't it, control the unfolding. We don't control how each domino falls, but we control the quality correct. and the expansion. And that's all that, that's why we're here, folks. So, yes. again, yeah, guys. I don't know how long this episode is, but there's a lot here. So this could be a double deucer where you listen to it again. Maybe you, you listen, you know, you go back to certain things and you get out your sweet pencil and paper and you write some things down. Or maybe this is the episode where you finally reach out to Nick and I on social media and you go, dude, this hit me right in the heart. Can you please elaborate this a little bit more? Or maybe you, you're moved. You're like, I need to apply this now. And you join the conscious collective, whatever it is. When we receive insight that lights our soul on fire, if we don't take action on it, we are wasting it. Those are very finite. Those don't come around. So the more that we can take action on an inspiration or an action on something, when a, when a, when a piece of truth and information ignites something within us, run with that before your ego squashes it. Because it will. It's just what ego. Hey, man, I'm going to squash it because I'm your ego. <laughs> Like it's, it's its job literally is yeah. to keep you where you are. So anything that feels like outside the realm of who you have been, like the ego yeah. will try to talk you out of it. It will tell you that that's not the right move. It'll tell you all the things that could go wrong and it will just try to trap you in the box that you've, yeah. you've had around yourself and just know that that, and we've talked about this before in other episodes, when the ego starts chirping, like know that that is the signal like, Oh, okay. I'm rising up. I'm doing something different. I'm going oh, to expand oh, myself. Oh, oh. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you don't have to listen to the, the little um, Mazda Miata fella, that big nerd. He's a little asshole. That's how he is. Um, <laughs> That's wonderful. Nice job. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, Any hoot. Again, powerful stuff here. And we're just going to let it all sink in. So marinate. Yeah. So this is a year's worth of information where we have invested a lot of time, energy, and money in our expansion. And we're just giving it to you for free because we want you to have it. So we would appreciate it if you left us a review or you shared this episode on social media or if you shared it with a friend or if you subscribe. Subscribing helps us get more visibility so you know more people can elevate their consciousness and the world becomes a better place. So just do something, man. Yeah, uh, show us some love in some way, whatever feels yeah, right to you. Yeah, and again, uh, if, if, if you're like, this is amazing, I wanna put it into action, reach out to Nick on social media and hear more about the conscious collective because I've seen this dude in action with his coaching and yeah, for like $3 a day, you can elevate every component of your life at the source. Like you owe yourself that. Come on. So reach out to Nicholas. Nick, where are they going to reach out to you? How can they find you? How can they look at pictures of your not chubby daughter? My very slim. <laughs> she's a chubby girl, but she's, <laughs> she's also beautiful and amazing. She is beautiful. Um, anyway, so yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Nick underscore moving past mediocre. My home address is, no, I'm not home address. <laughs> a list of my greatest fears are. <laughs> Just Insta for now. Find me on Instagram and yeah. uh, message me about the Conscious Collective if that is of interest to you or if there's yeah. anything else from the episode that you want to have a little chat about. Like we've talked about this before too, but like we're real people. And we love talking to we people about this chatty. stuff. Chitty we love chatty the chitty chatty. Yeah. So if you have a question, ask one of us. And Julian, if they wanted to ask you a question, where can they find you on the Instagrams? They can go to Suck It Town because I don't want to hear from them. No, I'm just kidding. You can find me at Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N underscore Fearless Life. And again, we're putting out new content every single day for free for you. So come on and follow us. And yeah, if you want to chat, you want to jam on some of this, you want questions, you want next steps, just do message us. We're humans and we like that. So mm -hmm. that's what we'll say. So again, listen to this one again. 
get out the pen and paper. And if there's one or two of these things that really jump out to you, write it down. Don't let it escape you. Apply it. That's what Nick and I say. Um, have an amazing day or evening, whenever it is you're listening to this. We have a lot of fun bringing you this information. I hope you have fun listening to it. Nick, any closing remarks before we wing the closing bell? No, no, nothing, nothing uh, else to add here. So people listen to Julian, do the, do the things, just do implement thing. stuff. Just stop, stop uh, being a couch potato listener and listening to it, nodding your head and saying, this is really cool, impactful stuff. Do it, throw it into your life. Just see what happens. Again, just take it one thing at a time. Don't try to take in all six and, and do it all at the same time. There is some powerful stuff here. Use one of them. Try it for a month. Try it for two months, three months, whatever. Let it be a part of your life. And then come back and thank us when it changed your life. Okay. High five us. All right, High my friends. Us. On that note, we are going to uh, also watch out for the Dementors. They're always swinging around. Especially uh, this time of year. They're always <laughs> swaying around. All right, my friends. That's, that, that concludes today's lesson. Ring the bell.